Welcome back, everybody. Today we are going to read Chapter 10, Taking a Lightning. And I will start us off here right away. They traveled for a long time. Lefty was very careful, very carefully, in making sure he kept the big truck within the speed limit. From his perch up in the bunk, Mac was keeping a watchful eye on their route. Henry tried to keep watch, too, but as hours flew by, he found himself nodding. He was soon asleep, his head cradled on Mac's chest. As the first streaks of dawn appeared in the eastern sky, the big man was still holding his arms about the boy, cushioning his body from the shocks and the jolts of the road. As the truck shifted gears and slowed down, slowed, Henry's eyes opened. Shh, Mac whispered, a finger held to his lips. Where are we? Henry whispered in turn. Matt put his mouth almost against Henry's ear. Before he answered, far out in the country, he said a long way from nowhere. Now when we get to where we're going, he continued, I want you to keep a sharp eye on me. Don't do anything sudden and don't run. Just be very careful here. Henry nodded. He would follow Mac's lead and do as he was told. The big man was a person he could trust, especially in a tight spot. They are traveling along the two-lane road now, with two, just a few houses set wide apart. Lefty was driving the big truck very slowly, looking right and left at every crossroad. Any time now, we're going to turn off, Mac whispered. And he agreed. They must be very close to the thieves' hideout, he thought. We're on page 74, third graders. Lefty slowed the truck almost to a crawl and turned down a small dirt road. The truck bounced along the narrow track, turning right and left through the trees, and in a few minutes came to a stop in a groove of pines near a small wooden cabin. When Lefty turned off the motor, Louie called out to them, Gentlemen, we have arrived. Last stop, everybody else. Lefty and Louie opened the cab doors and stepped down out of the truck. Easy now, you two, Louie said as Mac and Henry joined them. No sudden moves, no funny business, no tricks, right? No tricks, Mac said quietly. Louie had his gun in his hand again. Henry could see, the gun pointed squarely at Mac. The thieves led them into the cabin. It had one room, dirty Desolate looking, a wooden table and chairs stood in the one corner. Louis prodded Mac and Henry in the direction. There were no windows in the cabin and no light either until Louis lit the small lantern that hung from the rafters. Lefty pulled a chair over near the door and sat there, gun in hand, watching carefully. Well now, Mac said, what comes next? What comes next is up to you, Louis said. Late smart and we leave you here when the job's over. Give us trouble and just don't give us any trouble. With that, Louie drew a chair over near Lefty, and the two of them fell into a quiet conversation. Lefty was angry that much was clear. What do we do with a load of candy? They heard him say. Louie spent most of his energy trying to keep Lefty calm. Looks like our friend over here there bought a pack of trouble. Max said in Henry, to Henry, instead of furs, they got something they don't want. 
Ha ha, said Henry. And they both had a quick, quiet chuckle, followed by several minutes of quite quiet jiggles, giggles. When their mirth had subsided, Henry asked Mac what was really going to happen. I don't know, Mac said, except for this. If either one of them tries to put a hand on you, I'll personally lay them out flat. Gun or no gun, so don't you worry here. Third graders were on page 76. Again, page 76, second paragraph. There's a kind of iron in Mac's voice now, and Henry was sure that when that moment came, the big man would be ready for it. Just then, out of the corner of his ear, Henry heard a faint and far, far away sound. Could have been a dog barking. Mac heard it too, and the two of them sat quietly listening. It's barking all right, but now there was seemed to be two dogs barking. Mac put his hand on Henry's arm. No noise now, he said. Listen. The barking got louder and closer as the seconds ticked by. Louis and Lefty had heard it too. They stood near the closed door, listening for all they were worth. You have to be deaf not to hear the chorus of yelps and yells. It was getting louder and louder with every moment. Keeping them covered, Louis shouted against the din. I'm going out to see what's happening. What do you think is all that noise and ruckus about? Well, let's find out. Lefty shuffled over to the corner where Mac and Henry sat. His drawn pistol looked at them straight in the eyes. Louis, gun in hand, opened the door and froze on the spot, but only for a split second. For that exact moment, a giant German shepherd came sailing through the doorway and landed on Louis's chest. Louis is knocked flat on his back. His pistol clattered across the floor. Behind the German Shepherd came a whole army of yelping, barking dogs, all heading straight for Henry. Airedales, Dobermans, a brown and white collie, several spaniels and setters, and a small French poodle. They were yelping and jumping and barking, enough to fill the little cabin with noise and confusion. Lefty was stunned, speechless, and absolutely confused by the dog riot that was taking place before him. But Mac knew what he was what he was about. In a flash, he pounced on Lefty and took the pistol right out of his hand. Then he leaped to where Louis' gun had fallen and scooped that one up. Two, one gun in each hand. Mac whirled to face a pair of confused crooks. Louis was a was still on the floor. Lefty was surrounded by a pack of yeeping, yapping dogs. Even if he wanted to run, he couldn't. Henry, of course, was a star attraction for the animal army. They were licking him as if he were some sort of new dog yummy. His arms, his legs, his face were covered with happy-looking dogs. And all of it made him laugh so hard he could scarcely protest. While this was going on, Still more dogs were racing into the tiny cabin. Behind them came people, most of them with leashes in their hands, and all with the same puzzling story. They had been out walking with their dogs when one after the other the animals had put their noses in the air 
sniffed wildly and began racing madly along the dirt road as if following an irresistible scent. Now what could have made those animals behave so strangely? What about those pistols? What was going on in the cabin anyway? Why did this place smell like chocolate shop? Took about an hour and arrival of the local police to sort it out. Mac had a lot of explaining to do, but when it was over, Louie and Lefty were handcuffed. As they were being led away, Henry heard Lefty mutter, We go after furs and we get candy bars. We get to our hideout and we are invaded by dogs. It's getting so the guy can't make a dishonest living anymore. Ha ha, said Mac and Henry together. As a police car turned out of sight at the end of the tree-lined dirt road, they were still laughing. Come on, kids, said Mac between chuckles. We still got some candy to deliver. Third graders, I hope you enjoyed that chapter. And what really did save Mac and Henry was Henry's smell of chocolate. They got those dogs to come in to that cabin. That was a great job by the author, changing it from a bad scene to a good scene for Henry and Mac. We'll continue with chapter 11 at Sugar Cane's.